At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thanks for joining us for another Blunt Business on CannabisRia.com. My next guest oversees a fast-growing card network brand, allowing cardholders to spend at general everyday merchants, but also at cannabis-related merchants, and they have created a new credit card that has been developed as one of the first payment processors to allow the use of their technology in the cannabis industry. This is this is very important for this industry. The fact it's going to be not where it's, it's just one sector being uh, that's going to be concentrated. This is where you're using a service that you're using anywhere anyway, but it also lets you go ahead and use their service in cannabis dispensaries and cannabis-related businesses. So I'm here right now with the CEO of Supernet. And Michael Sang's here with us here on Blunt Business. Michael, thanks for being on with us. Hey, Russell. Thanks for having me. Really wonderful. Glad to have you on. And this is a good subject because we know that, I mean, on the program, we've had a lot of people that talk about payment processing, when it talks about forms of payment and various you know royalty programs, things like that. But Right off the bat, when you describe Supernet, it's similar to Discover and American Express. And right there gives me exactly pinpoint, okay, I know what you're talking about. And you're acquiring new credit card holders, partnering with financial institutions and cannabis merchants, and you're the only payment network that officially accepts and grants permission to process transactions from cannabis merchants. And now your team has explained that what business owners continue to encounter was strict regulation for the payment process. And now Supernet's not only looking to resolve the issue, you're looking to revolutionize banking for the cannabis industry. So, Michael, take me through how you decided to adopt this credit card model. This is, I mean, it's a longstanding model, Discover American Express, you know, Diners Club, if people remember that card. But anyways, this model also includes the cannabis industry. Talk to me about that. So this is not something that we have come up with overnight, just to point out, it's a, it's a basically a 14 year process in getting to this point of the solution because yeah, we, we found that many of the technology providers, many of the networks and the different utilities that are usually there to bring a product like a credit card into the market uh, was not there. So we had to become all those points and the payment networks that 
usually are there for general market are not there for the cannabis market because they officially do not allow for this transaction. So instead of just waiting, we decided to develop our own payment network. We created our own rails so that we would be able to service the industry. I want to get into the fact that you're now launching a new credit card. That's going to be the only credit card to be accepted at cannabis dispensaries and will allow for the transactions of NFTs, letting uh, consumers spend their crypto another first. Uh, talk to me about how you've been able to open up these payment options for customers. The way that we're allowing our, so number one, our credit card, we're, we're, we act like the way that American Express used to be and the way that they had that direct relationship with merchants and a direct relationship with the consumers. So we are the issuer of the credit card and we provide the credit lines, our balance sheet that we provide credit lines to consumers and they can use that payment to pay merchants at the dispensary. And in regards to uh, crypto payments, we connect wallets, digital wallets, and have them transfer and pay at the point of sale real time. And it's just uh, using our rails and it's transferring crypto into fiat right away so the merchant actually doesn't pay, uh, doesn't receive um, crypto, they receive actually dollars. A lot of times the merchants would even know that a crypto payment was processed through their terminal because it's uh, it's just it's just we're just transferring the dollars like that's our part we're just moving the dollars. Now, what's fairly important as well is that this is not just your run-of-the-mill credit card where it's a payment network that we're familiar with Visa or Mastercard. This is a different payment network. So the idea is that you're existing to serve the cannabis industry and a holding. And the idea is that instead of seeing a Visa or Mastercard logo on the card, it's a SuperNet logo. That is. To go ahead and get into that market, and you know, the idea is you're going to be building this network of all these different merchants that are going to be accepting this card. It's, I mean, it's a brand new network that comes in the space that has, you know, had several companies out there for a long time in this space. But I mean, it sounds like we need somebody else coming in to be able to go and serve the cannabis industry and other services and merchants probably like the idea of another option. Exactly. You know, not just cannabis, just merchants in general yeah. are looking for another option. And and we are that that new option, which uh, allows us to lay down acceptance points for SuperNet outside of the cannabis industry, which then makes it a better utilized card from a, a cannabis user, because you're not going to just have a credit card that you pull out to buy cannabis, but you can go to your local coffee shop, your supermarket, buy you know, and generate points outside of cannabis and redeem it at cannabis dispensaries and vice versa. The, the payments industry is, is very, uh, there's, there's a lot of technology that can be innovated that hasn't been yet. And so there's a lot of opportunities for companies like ours to really take advantage of, of things that really have not happened yet that, that can happen and that we're putting into motion right now. I want to go and focus a little bit into the customer side of for the for customers that want to go ahead and get their hands in the card the, just to give people the heads up right now so far you have this cannabis payment network right now issuing credit cards in california as we record the program and you're issuing credit cards processing payments that work with dispensaries and you're expecting roughly 100 california retail locations to accept payments through the network as we we learn about this now so i don't know how far in the process you've already gotten some of these credit cards issued and where this payments, this new payment network is already in play. Is there anything you could tell us so far as to how things have gone so far? We're about three weeks into the new year. We, we haven't issued in California yet. So okay. we are, we are, we're, we're issuing 
we may actually, uh, we're waiting for our first license right now for lend, we're lending license. So we're not a bank. So the way that the way that we issue our credit cards is us as a lending institution, we have to go state by state in order to issue the actual credit card. We are, we are however, working on bringing a bank online with us to use our rails to issue the credit card, which would then allow us to issue anywhere in the United States. And that's on the horizon this year. Is there anything you could tell me at all? And, and this might be a little bit early to ask about this, but for some of the perks that people might like, I mean, I know for me, it took me a long time to go ahead and adapt the fact that you don't use debit cards so much to go ahead and pay for purchases on a regular basis. The great idea is to go and have a credit card, pay the balance off at the end of the month and continue to use that because the one advantage that always we have certain credit cards is there's always some loyalty perks. But now the perk already right alone is you're able to use it at cannabis dispensaries. But is there anything in the process down the pipeline where you'll you'll see the need to institute some programs like a cash back or any kind of points or loyalty rewards, anything like that? So our, our initial card that we're working on launching is going to have rewards that will have uh, different programs because there are different what's called program managers, like uh, companies like uh, Capital One, like mm-hmm. Bank of America, they're considered a program manager that issues credit cards. But Visa is not the one issuing the credit card. It's a, it's a bank or the a program manager. So we we have a similar scenario in, in our space where we have program managers that are coming to us and wanting to design and co-brand cards with us and they design their own rewards incentives. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're different depending on the uh, the partner that comes on the table. Some of them are based around events, some of them are based on cashback, some of them are based on conversion bonuses that revolve around their products and services. Uh, so the short answer is yes, but it's it's going to be different for each type of card that goes into the marketplace. And I'm sure, yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of ideas that are out there that could be done, but the, just the idea of having this, this new payment network, this new credit card now, and what it's going to be able to do already off the bat. I mean, there's obviously, you know, things will always adapt and, and grow and innovate with time. Now, the plan is overall, maybe this time next year, sometime in 2023, uh, you're looking to have twenty over 20,000 merchant locations coming online to accept SuperNet as a new payment type with more locations coming on every day. Now, Super Processor is the processing arm, and it'll increase the product offering to begin processing Visa, MasterCard, and American Express for non-cannabis merchants around the country. And, and SuperNet is looking to use uh, build an easier payment solution for the patient or customer so that it allows them to spend as much money as they want and grow loyalty and lifetime value for the dispensary with a client. I have a two-part question for you. Now, okay. first of all, talk to me about building that network of ease of access, being able to go and build 20,000 merchant locations. It's a lot. And I mean, obviously it's got a lot of ground to cover, but talk to me about creating that ease of access for the customer and the marketing approach that your team is looking to go and institute now when talking to these new merchants so that customers are going to really be enticed to sign up. Sure. Yeah. 20,000. It is a lot, but it's not a lot in the okay. grand scheme of grand scheme of uh, payment acceptance around the world. There, there's millions of access points around the world that accept credit cards. So it's our, you know, our first step into card acceptance and into uh, uh, allowing SuperNet to be accepted in these 20,000 locations. We do, however, look for more ch- more channel partners that bring on large books of businesses for us. So we don't have to just lay down one store at a time to accept our, our cards. We we tend to bring on a thousand stores or a hundred stores at a time so that there could be more access points for our cardholders in the future. 
we also have some other competing payment processors that are potentially looking to carry our card also, which would then bring 300,000, 500,000 access points at a time also. Wow. So we are, we're, we're looking to basically make it a general day-to-day card with multiple channels to bring it online. And there's different reasons why these companies want to carry our, our network. Some reasons are they need options that they currently don't, they can't do with the card networks that they currently work with because it's like an emerging market like the cannabis. Um, and there's, there's, there's a lot, there's always going to be an emerging market somewhere. And as long as we have the ability to do it within legal limits and the risk is relatively acceptable, then we would be interested in servicing that market through Supernet. And that be, that opens up a lot of doors for us to service uh, emerging markets. In regards to uh, you know merchants wanting to accept this, the, the, the primary reasons why a merchant would want to accept a Supernet card is number one, uh, we, we focus right now heavily on cannabis neighborhoods. We, we tell the merchant, hey, there is a new credit card that's going to be servicing your local dispensaries and you're going to want to cater to this customer because they're, they have a credit card with a credit limit and they, they eat, they shop. They're a day-to-day customer that has consumer spending power and why not take another payment type? And it's you know either the same or cheaper than the payment the payments that you're currently taking. We can even take over the entire relationship for the merchant to handle their Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Discover, and add SuperNet as a payment type to their offering. And they can just have one provider service them instead of having multiple providers. That's or they can great, keep their provider. Yeah, that's a great so point, Michael. Flexible. I wanted to ask about if, if they can use it and adapt into the same payment system we're already taking purchases anyway. I also want to know, the customers actually need a physical card or is there something where obviously a lot of people are using, you know, adding a card into, you know, their phone. So if they want to use, you know, Apple or Google, Google wall, Apple pay, things like that. Is that something that can also can be added pretty easily as well for customers? So we're working on adding digital wallets in the future. There are some digital wallets that are coming online soon with us. Um, we do, we do issue an actual plastic card. We do mail that in the card. There Merchants have the ability to set up online accounts with us where if they do sell products online or have delivery in the shopping cart, uh, they can be set up in the way that a customer can apply for a credit card right at the, right the checkout so that they can use the card if they're approved right away. And then we still mail them a card in the mail a few days later to, to a week. And they can reuse that card if they, they need to as well in that shopping cart. So it's a it's a way to offer an alternative payment right away to online customers in that in that fashion. Uh, but if they're in a store um, right now, uh, we we are exploring some QR code methods where we can add the credit card into the QR code if they have it at the store, mm-hmm. uh, so that they can use the credit card right away as, as well. But right now we just issued a plastic. Um, in regards to uh, you know getting the card, it's pretty easy. They can apply at the store online or directly with us. We're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, Michael, I want to go and ask you just the various issues. That's why the call to action, why the idea of purchasing with credit and for merges the ease for them to go ahead and take in credit cards, like uh, take the credit card that SuperNet's going to provide to make that an easier work workaround for everyone in a cannabis dispensary so they can go ahead and buy and purchase and process makes everything much easier. We're going to talk about the reasons as the why, because we know how the business is right now, where 
other methods of payment and for, for the financial options that cannabis cannabis businesses have right now, we know it's a very not much to work off of, and we're still waiting to see what happens with it. We're going to talk all about that. After a short break, I'm here with the CEO of Supernet, Michael Sang. And by the way, if you want to know more about the credit card and Supernet itself, you can go to the website, supernet.ai. That's a super, S-U-P-E-R-N-E-T dot A-I. And you'll find out more about that. Check that out when we go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with Michael Sang, CEO of Supernet here. And Michael, I wanted to mention there's a couple of things I want to just take from uh, where we are right now in the dispensaries and the merchants and what they have to deal with right now in their current situation of taking purchases or taking payments. Actually, last week, I actually talked to a cannabis owner who runs a, a craft cannabis business and has several dispensaries in Arizona and Utah. So, you know, either medical or adult use, but in Arizona specifically, she talked about this and she told her story to cannabis business, cannabis business executive. And this is what she talked about quote, having no bank access, the security concern, paying bills in cash, paying your employees in cash, paying taxes in cash, going to food city with a security guard to pay our $100,000 power bill using their vending machine. And then she goes on to say, quote, I mean, you want us and you also don't want us to operate in the gray. But these are the reasons why the industry has been known to be so shady, because you're forced to do this. You don't want us to carry around all this cash. Give us access to a bank. Let us pay our taxes. Be transparent in what we're doing, but also have a fair shake on deductions. And all those things will be wonderful. So there's obviously the merchants have a call to action. They want something better. Talk to me, Michael, about how Supernet we'll be able to resolve some of these issues that, that my guest had actually pointed out. That's a, it's a real problem. Unfortunately, that's, that's in the marketplace. One of the um, things that we are, that we have on the horizon is a, a business credit card that will be um, in coming in the future where a business owner, like, like your uh, cannabis owner that came on your show will be able to do is apply for a business card and they can use that to pay their, their bills. 
we're we're making inroads to have SuperNet accepted into day to day general markets, including that includes government facilities, and we want to add that to the uh, providers that sell them that service because they're behind behind the payments acceptance at the point of sale when you go to a food city to pay through the vending machine, that vending machine has a, a payment processor that accepts the payment. And so if they're using a credit card that's uh, usually a Visa or MasterCard, but in this case, they they can't do that because they they have the $100,000 yeah. in cash. They If they accept SuperNet, if they integrate SuperNet into the vending machine or online, then they can just pay via a SuperNet business credit card. Um, so that that's on the horizon sometime uh, towards the end of this year. Okay. And that would that would help the business owner more than the individual. Uh, that and that's why it's important for business owners in general, not just cannabis, to ask about SuperNet to accept SuperNet, even though it, there's a little bit of a ramp up period for SuperNet cards to come into your neighborhood, but it will come. It's better to get that set up now because there's no there's no cost to get set up. We we use your existing equipment. We uh, we reprogram. We we try to use what you currently have invested money into in the way that you accept payments. I want to just quickly expand on the idea of a business credit card. The idea, if there was the option for that business credit card, in the same way, there's also other cards that you know other service other credit card providers have, where if the customers want something that's more of a an advance, and they might have to pay an annual fee. Would that be something with the business credit card? I'm only asking about. Would there be something where you might institute an annual fee that might be added into the process to order to be able to go ahead and work out whatever services needed for that business owner? So the uh, the, the the it's too early to say right now because the, okay. the underwriting policies have not been written yet. But they they will probably be an annual fee, but it would not be something where it's not it'll be a reasonable fee. But more more importantly, that business card will have more rewards and perks so that there could be more access to the business owner. Because what the thing that that is beneficial for a lot of business owners that really use business credit cards the right way and in the general market is that there's all these incentives that they can really help them as a business owner that uh, sometimes a lot of business owners don't really know that they're there. And we tend to we 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 uh, intend to do the same thing so that we can equip cannabis merchants with similar incentives and rewards and discounts and and access to things that they need to operate as just a business. You know, not calling them a cannabis business, but they're just a business, a cannabis business. This is a pretty practical question because we always look at the current events. We always look at what's going on in Washington, D.C. for any kind of relief when it comes to regulations of any kind of any kind of just leverages of power that would be a leverage towards the cannabis industry in general. We've talked about that, of course, at the end of year of this program, I talked about when you look at federal regulation, look at it three to five years down the line. Don't even look at it right now. But obviously, you know, just on a tangent, multi-state operators will continue to do what they're going to do. And the industries continue to grow regardless of that is in place. But the one thing we always keep looking at is, you know, that Safe Banking Act. The idea is that I'm taking from Investopedia, which recently wrote that, quote, Prospects of help from Washington in 2023 receded. However, after the industry failed to secure the passage of the Safe Banking Act, which would have given access to banking services in the absence of such federal sanction. Now, it still leaves cannabis businesses leaving it largely a, car, a largely a cash business. Should cannabis business owners expect any kind of help from D.C. anytime? 
in your perspective anytime soon for the safe banking act if that's something that might be an inclusion you know, something inclusive along with everything else that's going to be a financial release to business owners but then if we don't have anything tell me why it's more important than ever to work with supernet and to where your customers are using supernet yeah Roscoe, I, I wish i had a crystal ball every single time someone asked me that question <laughs> so, but, right but it's uh you know in in my opinion I think that you know the the Safe Banking Act is is great. I think for banking and to open more banking access and different services. However, I don't think that even if the Safe Banking Act passed, that credit cards would be uh, available in the in the way that most people think. Uh, the card networks, I I think, will not enter the market. We we've actually asked some of the networks, and they will not enter the market until it's federally approved as a uh, a, yep. a cannabis being legal legalized. What I think is important to understand is that there are ways to have access to banking legally, have banking uh, services legally, that you just have to have the right introduction into banks. There, there are many banks and credit unions today that service the industry as a whole in multiple states today. I think that just I think that a lot of merchants in the cannabis space still don't know where to go. I think that... Mm -hmm. um, the ones that don't know where to go, we'd happy to point the right direction if we have access to a bank in their local neighborhood. But for us, we we don't we're not waiting for legalization right now. We don't know when it's going to happen. Nobody has that crystal ball, but it will happen at some point, I think, for you know cannabis cannabis to be legalized on a federal level. So yeah. what we're doing in the meantime is we're following the federal laws to issue a, a federally compliant consumer credit card. Then, then we're following state law to give merchants the ability to accept uh, our credit cards at cannabis dispensary. So we're not, we're not, we're not skirting the law. We're not. It's not a workaround. It's a, it's a credit card that comes into the store that is uh, allowed to be spent, and mm -hmm. it, that part's really important because, um, you know, the uh, people are looking for something to to kind of um, to uh, to to have access and and, but it's going to be looking at what's on the table that you can use today and then figure out what you can provide. And, uh, and there are many companies that are providing services in the market today. I, I, I'm, I know that the uh, guest that you had on the show said they didn't have banking. I know yeah. there are banks in Arizona that service the industry, but there's also, there's also a two-way street with the banks and, and the, uh, the merchants. I know it's very rigid in some of the things that they ask for as a banker. Mm -hmm. But if you want banking, you have to play ball with the banks in terms of what they're looking for in the way of, uh, uh, you know, they have a really long checklist and the due diligence is pretty, pretty hefty. Yeah. But if you want banking, that's the you know unfortunate uh, necessity at this point. And you're right. I mean, there are quite a few credit unions, quite a few banks that you even not just Arizona, but Texas, Oklahoma and other states that you, you can if you're looking around and you're trying to find some kind of help, there is out there, but it's just not everywhere. And the other thing, too, is that. When it comes to anything we're waiting for from Congress, my personal opinion, and I'm listen, we've done hundreds of interviews on this program. There's a gridlock in place and whatever's going to be done in the lame section at lame duck session at the end of 2022, trying to embed the bills into particular laws, omnibus, you know, national defense authorization. That, those days are over because we know that right now Congress is in a pure, in a pure gridlock for anything to get done. And it's not as if, the work that DC's done, the lawmakers have made the bills in both houses. So it's not a matter of waiting for it's just it's if it's going to come to a vote. But there's just so many other things going on 
where no matter how much lobbying dollars, and even if big pharma comes in or tobacco and alcohol continue to, you know, assist the cannabis industry to try to get more influence to policymakers to get any bills passed, the gridlock's going to stay. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it. I don't think we're going to see any. I honestly think safe banking will not pass this year. I think that's also going to be held off, which I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but that's just more rant room to just say you can't wait on something that will happen. You know, that, that's not going to happen right away, which is why I'm saying you need to look at alternatives. This is why what you're doing with Supernet. That's what I thought was really important that we had you on to explain this call to action for your, I mean, you're serving so many purposes for merchants and for the customers, because I mean, we've seen so many different options that are out there for customers to go ahead and, you know, make payments in a dispensary or just any kind of cannabis business. And, you know, it's, it's still difficult and people don't want to always carry a lot of cash. I mean, just hearing earlier tonight on another podcast, I was producing the fact is, you know, who wants to carry that much cash with them? And the same thing goes for the business owners. I mean, I just saw another story. I think it was in either New Mexico or California, you know, they're, business robbed these things happen all the time it's just Mm -hmm. the volatility you want something that's really going to be consistent and stable and i think that's what supernet is yeah that's a really good point because if you see supernet the supernet decal at your front of your door you know there's gonna be less cash at your business because there'll be more credit cards and that along with invokes you know uh, someone who is thinking about doing something nefarious, they may think about going somewhere else that where there might be more cash. Um, I want to say one more thing about sure. safe banking, about Visa, about the card, other card networks. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we actually, uh, even though we're start, we, we started a, a, a somewhat competing brand. We're collaborative. We, we actually are you know, looking to always share information with the card networks because at the end of the day, we want the other card brand networks to come into the cannabis space and, and provide the services because then you can use any credit card you have, right? Um, and the reason why we do that is because we, when we allow our information to be shared with the other card brand networks, we're helping them come into the market faster. And we, the other part of our business is super processor. We're a payment processor. We, we resell Visa, Mastercard, American Express, and and, and the other card brand networks as a service. We would just have the merchant sign an addendum, and our systems would already be ready to process payments. And we just have to turn on a switch on our, on our back end of our software and the merchant can instantly accept the other card brands when they're ready. So the, the purpose of our, we, we emulate an entire environment that's similar to the other card networks so that they can see what the risk is, see what the transactions are like if they were already processing, utilizing our data. And that's the long-term strategy for us is that we wanna bring in other card networks into the space. We're gonna go to a commercial break and I'm going to go ahead and kind of just validate how you have a great long-term plan in place because you got a lot of good people working around you. I want to point some of those people out after a short break and also just take another minute to go ahead and let people know why everyone needs to be cognizant. And, you know, if you're looking to go into a dispensary, you want to go ahead and buy, you want to be able to know that pretty soon you want to be able to get your hands on one of these super net credit cards. And the same thing goes for the merchants. You want to be able to go and know that your customers are going to have buying power and they're going to have this great access where it's going to be much easier to do transactions to go ahead and use a super net card at any cannabis related business and make it much easier just for the whole process to work around. So we're going to talk about that. The website again, it's supernet.ai. 
And we're so glad we're getting such an early entry into this interview with Michael Sank, CEO of Supernet. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. We're back with final questions with Michael Sang, CEO of Supernet here on Blunt Business. And Michael, I really appreciate you opening our eyes to what you're doing right now with Supernet. I really like what you're doing here. And thanks for taking all my questions. I know I throw a lot at you. I want oh, to go and- great. Thank you. My pleasure. So I want to go and ask you now, there's always something to be said about with any good company, it's, it's the company you keep. The people that you bring in, obviously, you're going all Norman Vincent Peale, find the need to fill it. And you've brought on some great people. And there's just two people I want to just, you know, point out from both ends, whether it's from the financial sector or from within the cannabis sector itself, because there's two people that you have in your leadership team that have very, very impressive. You have a longtime cannabis activist dress wedding who many people might know where it's one of the co-founders of Harborside in Oakland, California. You know, the D'Angelo's we've had both Stephen and Andrew on the pro on, on various programs on cannabis radio. And uh, your CFO is John Fister. And excuse me if I butchered the name. He's a former. Oh, thank you. He's a former <laughs> divisional CFO at Capital One. What's in your wallet? Uh, talk to me about the team you've assembled from inside and outside the industry to bring Supernet online. I, I've been very blessed to have really great people that have been very successful in, in their own right in each one of their skill sets that, that have joined the company. And uh, Dress and I have worked together for a very long time. And Dress was, Harborside was actually the, what people don't know is that Harborside was the inception of putting me on this path to uh, solve the challenges around payments and banking. Mm-hmm. And back in the mid 2000s, I was pro- I was providing credit card processing to Harborside and to, to uh, a handful of other dispensaries earlier on when there was still gray area where there was no restriction to process credit cards for dispensaries and there was, there was no official stance yet. And we, we were able to do a few things back then. We were able to collect a lot of data and eventually uh, I was able to um, convince Stress to come on board and join us because he had so much insight and information and also helped me collect a lot of data about what the needs were from a customer standpoint as a dispensary to build a product around. And, what time uh, period so, was this, by the way, when you were working with Dress, uh, when he was still at Harborside? What what year was that? Oh, like 2007, I think. Okay. Uh, it was like one year, one or two years after they opened. They opened in 2006. Um, and I, I didn't I actually didn't know what cannabis was, believe it, back then when, when oh my, uh, my, regional, wow. my regional director uh, you know, he approached me. He says, "These guys want to meet you, and they need you. They want to ask you for help." <laughs> and I said, "What do they do?" <laughs> and they said, uh, "They're in the cannabis industry." What's cannabis? And he says, "Oh, marijuana." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but you know, since then, I, I I'm I'm obviously uh, a big supporter of the cannabis industry, and you know, a a user for different you know ailments as well. But I I didn't I never used cannabis until that point. Yeah, you know, at, at that point in time, which was fascinating because I I grew up in the East coast that uh, really did a good job. The dare program did a really good job. And I thought that cannabis was, was really horrible, which obviously is not. So I realized that the industry needed a lot of help because people were really misinterpreting what cannabis was back way back then. It was, it was worse. Right. Right. Um, but you know, John, but dress uh, joined in around 2015 because there's already helping me many, for many years. Like we, we've been through a lot. We we've, we, we can talk a whole have another show about what the things that he and I have kind of been through to get to this point. You know, we've, we've actually started the first initiative to start a, a, a new bank that was uh, in 2008, that would have been a, a bank that was friendly towards the cannabis industry, but mm-hmm. 
it was the top of the it was top of the financial crisis uh, that year and uh, oh. we we couldn't do it but we were on the path to do that we we had the former american express cfo come on and join join with us in that initiative but that never happened but we collect a lot of data so all these things that we did we, we were along the way we were collecting data and we said wow it's really broken the uh, the payment space for the cannabis industry like none of none of the services are there and then john uh john joined us um you know pretty recently mm-hmm. you know he's uh he's john's a very interesting uh cfo because he has not just experience with capital one but he has experience from you know bank sponsors from payment space from really large operations of sales of credit file acquiring so he's he's a real he's a real payments guy like like myself i've been in payments for 24 years and a lot of our a lot of our team members uh, are very passionate. All our team members are very passionate about what we do. Like they've joined for the um, they understand the vision, they understand the mission, and they they work passionately. Like everybody is a, there's a certain culture in our company that everybody loves each other. You know they they enjoy working with each other. Yeah, and they they have the goal in mind to help the industry in the cannabis industry and provide a really great payments company product. Uh, the other person that I want to point out is our, our chief operating officer, you know, Deb Walrath. She's she's a former MasterCard executive. So we we have a, a very interesting spectrum of personnel and staff that uh, you know that I can go on about each one of them, but uh, I'm I'm just, I just wanted to bring up uh, Deb also. Well, and also I wouldn't sleep on your credentials either, Mike. I mean, you also. 20 plus years in credit card processing and uh, HCS solutions uh, with Merchant Mall. You worked also with uh, Super Process, also along with that. You definitely have your own background into this, and there's a whole lot more. Like, you know, your LinkedIn is expansive and there's a lot there. So you got great people around you. You definitely know where you're going with here. You got everything set up for 2023, an ambitious plan, which I know you could be able to execute with the right team on board. Uh, I mean, what is it that you see now for the rest of this year where things should be, say, by the end, if say we bring you on back, you know, next six months, 12 months, where should things be are in the plan for Supernet? Well, you'll start seeing Supernet a lot more in general uh, merchants so that you'll be able to uh, start recognizing the brand more in, in the day to day exposure. So you start you should start seeing us more on a day-to-day level, not just in cannabis dispensaries. So that's, I think that's in the horizon. Right now we're spending a lot of time um, putting more merchants uh, in the marketplace, not just cannabis to accept Supernet. I want to make sure we always open the door for have you back because I'd love to go and continue this story and see the progress that you're going to make. We are kind of already can tell that that's going to happen, but I just want to be able to go in. I'd love to get a progress report from you down the line, just see where things go with that. But you know, I love the effort and I love what you're doing. It's a great service you're providing and the cannabis industry needs it. It is definitely, it's crucial. And like I said before, we don't know what's going to happen with any other options that might be out there, but we need options like Supernet. It's imperative because you're actually, you're definitely streamlining things and you're making things much easier for businesses and and consumers alike. So I really appreciate you taking time out to talk to us. Once again, the website is supernet.ai at supernet.ai and real quickly what can you tell us for the customers that want to now if they're hearing about the card they want to get their hands on it and sign up sign up for one when do you see the chance that they might be able to go and do that and for the merchants out there obviously you know make it easy for everybody the merchants come to supernet check out the website talk to the team and make sure you're in the network so 
what should the merchants be doing once they go to the website? And what can consumers be looking forward to? So the merchants can go to superprocessor.com. Okay. And the consumers can go to supernet.ai. So, and the consumers should, should sign up now to, to be on the wait list because as soon as we uh, roll into the state that you're in, you want to be the first to get the cards into, into your hands because we're going to make a pretty big push into the market uh, once we roll into different markets. Um, so sign up today. Just go in and uh, you know, join the wait list if it's not in your state, which is uh, just go to supernet.ai. And then again, for the, the others, uh, for the companies out there, superprocessor.com. Make sure to also know for that for the merchants that also want to just get on board and get on the team with Supernet. Thank you again. I'm here once again with CEO of Supernet, Michael Sang here on Blunt Business. Thank you for taking time out. Really glad to have you on and with doors open to welcome, on, welcome you on back. Hey, thanks, Pascal. All right. Thank you, Phyllis, for listening in to another Blunt Business. Glad to have you on. And if you have any feedback you want to give on the program or if you want to recommend anybody that you think should be a guest on the program, I'll give the email out. I'd love to hear from you. Brasco at CannabisRadio.com, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. And I just can't tell you enough. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, make sure you rate the show five stars. Give us a great gleaming review. We'd love to see that. And subscribe where you find podcasts. Start with CannabisRadio.com and you'll find us where all major podcast portals. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.